Hey, welcome to the Fusion ATL podcast. This is Pastor Vance. If you're not familiar with Fusion, we are the young adult ministry for Victory World Church in Norcross, Georgia. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Fusion ATL. I hope you enjoyed this message and we look forward to seeing you soon. What's up, Fusion? Dang, it is so good to be up here. I'm going to take a little little drink. Okay. How y'all feeling? Y'all good? Y'all good? Good, good. Again, it is so, hey. (laughs) It is so, so good to be, man, up here again just speaking with you guys and just having a good time. So y'all ready? All right. Y'all, you know, tonight I kind of, I want to, I want to be real tonight. Okay. You know, I want to be, we can be real with each other. You can be real with me, I can be real with you, you know, vice versa. Are we cool? All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, we live in a generation where uh, our feelings are are normally driven by the music that we listen to, or the movies we watch, or what we do. Very feelings generation, uh, uh, very feelings society. Would y'all agree? Right, exactly. Uh, It is so much easier to walk in what we feel than to walk in the promises of God. Uh, It's it's so much easier to, you know, walk in in uh, when when you know when things get hard or when when things happen. It's like this is how I feel, and then this is what I'm gonna do. And so the music that we listen to, like I said, and the movies that we watch are what drive that. And so if we wanna feel sad, well, not necessarily, nobody really wants to feel sad, but if we wanna cry, cry it out, you know, cry out our emotions, let it out, we might play something like this. Say something, I'm giving up on you. Y'all know y'all wanna cry, go ahead, let it out. Let it out. Or, if we wanna feel happy, we may play something like this. motivated, inspired, or ready to go take on the world. What? Y'all don't even know what I'm about to play. Y'all saying stuff. <laughs> y'all don't even know. You might play this. There you go. Right. Finish it. And you're gonna hit on how we feel. Almost everything. Some of us may want to start a new job, or God may be calling you to start a new job, but you're like, oh, I don't feel like working that hard. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like doing all this extra stuff. Or I don't feel like this job is 100% for me. I don't feel like doing that. I'm going to do me, boo-boo. That's how we can be sometimes. And we miss what the Lord is really trying to do. Because we're so into our feelings that sometimes we don't even consult the Lord about it. 
You know, we don't even ask, like, God, is this what you even want me to do? It's like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not having that. This isn't for me. When sometimes he wants to just bless you. Sometimes he has some people that are in your, your line of contact that you can bless. So don't get me wrong. I mean, emotions aren't all bad, and I'm not necessarily bashing on all you emotional people out there. I'm not emotional. Well, I don't show my emotions very well, I would say. But um, I'm not bashing on all of you. But there's a right way and a wrong way. You see, we all have our emotions. We all feel. That's a way of life. Amen. Okay. Girls, y'all have, we have emotions. Um, but what we do with those emotions is what really matters. So the title of my message tonight is Walking in the Promises of God. Walking in the promises of God. My real name is Shante, if you didn't know. That's why it says that right there, if you were wondering. <laughs> That's my real name. Okay. So I was talking about feelings so much because, again, as I look around, it's like our feelings take over uh, what we're supposed to do. Or, I fe- or we're so attached to our feelings is that it, it's what starts the process or it's what we do. And uh, TJ, last, uh, last week, he talked about how trials will come. Trials will come and, and then our emotions will follow. But the real question tonight is, what do you dwell on when issues come your way? What does your attention go to? What does your focus go to? Because I can tell you tonight that what you dwell on is what you believe the most. What you put your action into or what you think about the most is what you believe. So it it could be some promises of the Lord. It could be something negative. But whatever you focus on the most is what you believe. You see, a lot of us know his promises. A lot of us have been taught his promises. But the crazy thing is a lot of us haven't experienced them. We haven't experienced it because we haven't allowed the Lord to do what he can do because we're standing clenched. We want to be in control. This is how we feel about the situation. Our feelings can sometimes lead us astray from the truth. But no matter how you feel, his promise still stands, like we, like we sang a minute ago. No matter what you do, his promise still stands. No matter how far you go, his promise still stands. And there is no person, no song, no entertainment that can fill that love. That, God, that where God is supposed to be. And so now you may be thinking, Tay, I don't even know the promises of God, so how am I supposed to believe them? You know, well, I would say, first thing you can do is Google it. I'm serious. If you Google what are the promises of God, I promise you, you will get about 85 million things up there that says what the promises of God are. And then... 
And then uh, if you're like, oh, you know, the internet is weird, then you can obviously look it up in your Bible. But here are some of them just so that, you know, we can be on the same page. Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Isaiah 40, 29 says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 41, 13 says, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear for I am with you. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Philippians 4, 19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody clap for that one. I'm trying to get all my needs met. So maybe some of us didn't know these specific promises existed, and that's okay. It really is. That's what we're here for, to learn. Or maybe some of us are having a hard time because we're going through a situation where it doesn't seem like these promises are adding up. Or maybe you've done everything in the book that you know. You've prayed. You're coming to church. You're faithful. You might even be fasting but things still aren't lining up. I just want you to know that I hear you and I see you. I know what that feels like, like firsthand. I know what it feels like to do everything that you possibly know how and then it ends up not how you thought. Or it, it, you feel like the Lord is nowhere to be found. I know how that feels. And so I wanna, I wanna um, just give you some steps when it comes to living out the promises of God and what that could look like in your life. All right, y'all ready? Okay, come on, y'all ready? Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, so point number one, believing in the promise. Believing in the promise. Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Isn't it crazy that the Lord literally just asked for you to believe? All you have to do is believe it and you can have it. And it's, just, it's crazy to me, but why is it so hard for us to believe? Why is it so hard? And I can tell you, it's, it's, it's hard because it's easier to believe what's right in front of you. It's easier to believe this big, giant, massive issue because it's staring you right in the face. It's easier to believe your reality than to wait for your blessing. It's so much easier to do that. Because we ain't trying to wait. Let's be honest. Y'all ain't trying to wait. But you have to, so get over it. <laughs> or it may be hard because you haven't experienced it yet. 
you haven't really experienced the true love of God. So it's like, what am I believing in? That's where your faith comes in. And that's where you believe in the one who created you in the first place. A lot of the times God allows you to go through things so that, uh, so that, so that, uh, I'm sorry, let me, <laughs> a lot of the time God allows you to go through some things to show you where you are with him. To show you where you stand with him. So for specific situations, you may be lashing out on people. You know, you may not be handling it right. You may be wigging out, freaking out, all this good stuff. And then that's what he wants to show you. My daughter, my son, in this moment, maybe you didn't trust me as much, so let me work on that. Maybe you didn't give that thing to me, so let's work on that, so that when the time comes again, it won't be so easy for you to be swayed. It won't be so easy for you to be tempted, but you will rely on him. Your promise is on the other side of your belief. Your belief in his promise, your belief in his word, your belief in what he says. Some of us are probably a little bit hard on ourselves. Anybody, any of those people in here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of us might be a little bit hard on ourselves. Um, it, you will believe for somebody else. You'll pray in faith for somebody else, but when it comes to your own stuff, you're like, ooh, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to pray on that. And I challenge you today. I challenge you when it comes to that. Jeannie, you guys know Jeannie Mayo, right? She, yeah, that's, that's my girl, that's my girl. She always says whatever you focus on, you fuel. Whatever you focus on, you fuel. So whatever you put your mind to is what you're gonna fuel. So it is important for us to focus on the word of God, to focus on his promises, to focus on his love, because that is what we will begin to fuel. Could you imagine if our spiritual tank was fueled all the way to the top? Like what, what your life would look like if it's not already? What would your life look like if your spiritual tank was filled to the top? I think of, I think of when I have a full tank of gas. I know I can go anywhere I want to go. I can do what I want to do. And I'm not worried about if my car is going to break down or if the oil is going to fall out or whatever. I'm just driving my car. I'm chilling. I'm cruising. And that's what the Lord wants to do for us is that when your spiritual tank is full, you're not worried about what's to the right or to the left. You're not worried about the darts that are coming at you. You're focused straight ahead, focused on him, because his promises are true and they're faithful. That's the place that the Lord wants to take you. 
He wants to take each and every one of you to a place where you are not bothered, you are unwavered, and you're focused on him. My second point, praying the promise back, which is my, oh, my ultimate favorite thing to do. Praying the promise back. I wholeheartedly believe in praying back the truth to the one who created the truth in the first place. In, in Numbers 20, 23, 19 through 20, it reads, God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. There is nothing that you can say or do to change the word of God. Nothing. There's nothing that you can do to change the Father's heart about his promises for you. So why, why not pray it back to him? Because he can't lie. He ain't got no choice. Love you, Lord. <laughs> he has no choice because it says it in his word. I feel like the Lord delights in, in it more when we pray back promises to him. Because one, it shows that we're reading our word. Amen. And that we're meditating on it or we're Googling it. We're doing something because you have to know it in order to, to pray it back to him. But in order to pray back his word, you have to know what the word says. You have to know what the word says. So how do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> you read it? <laughs> oh. You meditate on it. If it's one scripture at a time, it doesn't matter if it takes you weeks, months, years. If that is the one scripture that you have, that's enough for you to live by. Man, prayer works. Prayer works people. <laughs> but sometimes we don't make good use of it. We pray for two seconds and we're done. All right, Lord, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> or we, we just wait until something happens for us to pray to him. And God's like, yo, I'm right here. Remember me? The one that gave you them clothes and that Lamborghini? Who got a Lamborghini in here? Oh, from the Lord. I'm just kidding. Um, he's waiting on you. With open arms and, loving, and a loving heart. In 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Not in seasons, not when it's winter, shout out to James, but in all seasons. Remember that our prayer needs to be our first response, not our last resort. 
Our prayer needs to be our first response, not our last resort. Because there is nothing, nothing that can fix your situation like God can. There's nothing. You can try whatever you want. I'll see you up here at the altar every single time because there's nothing that you can do. But then God is a good God and he's faithful. And again, he will wait for you. And he believes in you and he loves you and he wants to show you his goodness. But you have to let him. We, we stand like this spiritually. When we think we're like this, but no, in all reality, sometimes we're worshiping spiritually like this. And we're singing, your promise still stands, great is your faithfulness, but you're still holding on to some of the things that the Lord has asked you to let go of. Amen. He's waiting for you. His promise is the same. Like we sang before, his promise still stands. Great is his faithfulness. Point number three, experiencing the promise. Remember before, um, I, you know, I talked about how we know the promise, but we don't experience it. Psalms 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. God is good all the time, and all the time? God is good. <laughs> I wanted that to go good, so I'm glad you guys are with me. There is, there is another promise in that scripture. It says, blessed is the one. You are blessed when you take refuge in the Father. You're blessed automatically. When you're like, God, I give it to you. Okay, blessed. <laughs> I'm, for, I'm serious. And it, I get it. It may not be that easy. But it's that easy. Your promise starts with your belief. Once you believe in it and you're consistent in it, then you will begin to experience it. You will begin to experience the love of God like you've never have before. It's not necessarily all about uh, what you know, but what you allow the Lord to do through you and how you allow him to. So I ask you again, what are you focusing on? In your time of trouble, in your time of trials, what's your main focus? What's your priority? What do you go to? What do you turn to? Because again, that's what you believe. And it's okay if that is you, because that's why we're here. None of us is perfect, I'm not perfect. By all means, the Lord knows I'm not perfect. But that's why we're here. For us to be reminded 
that if we focus on him, he'll take care of the rest. The key to experience is allowing it to happen. That's it. The key to experiencing it is allowing the Lord to do what only he can do. I said before in Exodus 14, 14, it says the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. When it says be still, that doesn't mean do nothing. You see, doing nothing and being completely still are two very different things. Two very different things. What he's saying here, I will fight for you. You don't need to strive to figure it out on your own. I will do it for you. So you trying to fix it, you trying to make it happen, make it work, you don't need to do that. God didn't send his son down to die so that you can try to fix your own issues. And I mean, that's the honest truth. And then the crazy thing is, is that if you try, you will fail because it's not for you to fix. Only he can. But when you allow him to do what he does, and when you trust him, he can do the rest. And I promise you won't be disappointed. I promise you that. And in this moment, you may even feel like God has forgotten about you. You may even be feeling like, all right, Lord, you know, I've been going through this for a couple months, a couple weeks, and you're not there. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's just waiting for you to let it go and to leave it at his feet. Experiencing his promises doesn't mean that, uh, you know, everything's going to be peaches and roses and cupcakes and daisies. That's not what it means at all. And sometimes the outcome of your situation might not look like the promise from the Lord. However, he will still use your situation to bring glory to his name. Whatever that looks like. However that feels, he will still use your situation to bring him glory. Uh, Philippians 2.10, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So right there, that shows me that this is not only for you to experience. Yes, the goodness of God is good. The goodness of God is perfect. But every, at some point, every knee will bow to the Lord. And we want to get people to the destination of knowing who Jesus Christ is. And sometimes the Lord will use your situation to help people get there. But again, we have to let go and let him do that. And it hurts. My God, I know it hurts. And I know it's hard. 
But if that means saving somebody else, here I am. Take me as I am. When you begin to do this, let go, and allow the Lord to do what he can do, you will start to feel this unimaginable peace that surpasses all understanding. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it is, no matter what your circumstances look like, you will begin to feel this peace that's like, whoa, I'm okay. We're okay. Eventually, you'll begin to see a light at the end of the tunnel because we all know that the Lord doesn't allow us to go through things without an action plan, without an escape plan. There's a plan. He's not gonna leave you out in the wilderness, out in the dust, because that's not in his character. He said, I will not leave you or forsake you. Eventually you will see that you will have strength for one more minute, one more hour, one more day. Then you will start to see, oh, all right, my needs are starting to be met. Things are starting to work out. Okay, maybe I can put another step in front of the other. But again, we have to let him do it. We have to let him do it. That's where we get caught up. I have. It's like, God, I don't know if I can let this thing go. That's a lack of trust. Remember, you sing, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. If you sing it, I pray that you believe it. But it starts with you. And you praying it back to him. So I wanna share a, uh, a story with you, very recent story of my journey, of where I had to choose to walk in his promise, because it is a choice. So on January 18th this year, uh, I, get a, I get a call from my, no, I get a text from my mom. And uh, I'm taking a nap, actually, anybody? Thrive off naps? Anybody? Okay, great. Me too. Ooh. I'm taking a nap and I get a text from my mom. And it says, Pray for your grandma. She went to the hospital and I'm not sure why. So as I read the text, I didn't freak out. I didn't, you know, think too much of it uh, because my grandmother was a relatively healthy person outside of, like, sometimes her blood pressure would spike or. You know, I don't know, she wouldn't eat enough. <laughs> but overall, she was, she was pretty healthy. And so I prayed for her, and I prayed for the moment and the situation. And then some time passed, and I heard nothing. And so I was like, okay, I'm not, not hearing anything. You know, what's going on? So I text my mom again, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, why is she there? 
And again, no response. And so in that moment, I, I realized, okay, something might actually be wrong. Something could be really, really bad. Because my mom never not answers me. I'm the first child and I get what I want. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, something may be really wrong. And so as I am thinking through this, uh, I'm there and I, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking about what's going on, all this stuff. And then I get a call from my dad. Um, and he, he tells me, he's like, they found your grandmother in her home, uh, just passed out on her recliner. Um, she had two massive strokes at the same time, and she's at the hospital. Uh, they heard your little cousin crying in the room. Luckily, he was in a, a walker, so he was okay. And, but right now, you know, she's in the hospital and, and you need to pray now. So I said, okay, dad, I'm gonna pray. I hung up the phone really quick because I didn't want him to like hear me get upset. And so I prayed and I cried out to God, God, please don't take my grandmother from me. Please, Lord, if anything, please don't take her from me, Lord. I trust you. You're gonna heal her. She's gonna be okay. And uh, I, I began to pray some more and uh, I got another call and you know, they said she, at this point she, she lost all her bowels and if she wakes up out of this, she will never be the same because the, the stroke destroyed her entire brain. And so still, you know, I hung up the phone, prayed some more and it still wasn't even registering with me because, I mean, this lady was 59 years old. I mean, she, she was my heart. I was, again, the first grandchild, uh, whatever I want, you know? And, and I loved that lady to death. And so I prayed and I kept praying and I kept praying. I called the right people to let them know what was going on. And I, I ended up staying at my friend's house that night. Um, and I called my aunt because I wanted to see her. I didn't, I didn't know what she looked like. I FaceTimed my aunt and, I, and I, uh, I said, let me see her. So she flipped the phone around and her arms were uh, hanging off the bed. And as I, I looked at her and I was, I was like, man, someone pushed her arm back on the bed because she, you know, that's my grandma, take care of her. And so my grandmother, um, my aunt uh, took the phone to her ear. And I, I said in her ear, I said, Grandma, I love you. And, and I said, I'm coming, hang on, I'm coming. I'll be there so soon to take care of you. I'll be there and I love you. I let it go, I hung up and I just, I just lost it. As I, because her arms were just hanging off the bed and all this stuff was happening and, and it was so fast. And all I could think about was she's 59, I, I'm not married yet. 
she, she's supposed to be in the front row of my ceremony. She's supposed to see her, her great grandkids. I still have so much life to live with her. And so in that moment, I did begin to doubt. I was mad. And so the next morning I flew out to Rochester, New York. Uh, and me and my brother, we flew out together and we get to the hospital. And I walk in the hospital. And I see her there. She has tubes everywhere. IVs in her hand and her arms. Like ice things on her feet to keep her temperature down because her organs were starting to fail. And the one thing that my mentor from back home told me was don't go in that room with, with any doubt. Do not speak any death in that room. You speak life and you believe. And so I said, okay. And no me, when you tell me to do something, I'm like, all right, let's go, I'm ready. I wasn't ready to see what I saw. And so I walked in there and I whispered in her ear, I said, Grandma, I love you. I'm here, I told you I'll be here. I told you I would take care of you. And as I began to speak, the tears started to run out of her eyes. And in that moment, I knew that she could hear me. I knew she was there. Even if it was for a second, I knew she could hear me. And so it, later my, my brother, he left and my mom uh, was still on the way uh, from the airport and it was just me and her. And I sang this song over her. Your promise still stands, great is your faithfulness, faithfulness, I'm still in your hands, this is my yourself 
and your situation. It's possible to do that. It's possible. Where you have to reach down in your core to what you know when you first were, became born again, when you were a little child in the Lord, where you're like, Lord, anything you wanna do. Go back to that place. I give it to you, you can have it all. You're faithful, you're faithful. That next day, the Lord chose to take, take her. And honestly, I, I, don't, I don't know why. And I will probably never know why on this side of eternity or ever. And that's fine. Because if, if this didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to connect with some of you. Now I'm not saying I'm completely out of the woodworks. I'm not saying I'm completely healed and all of that. But I know that I can reach somebody else out of the testimony of the Lord. I can connect with somebody else and that's, that's what he wants. That he, in the, at the end of the day, is getting all the glory and all the honor. He is receiving that. And it's worth it. I say that every time I'm up here, it's worth it. Even though you may not understand, believe that the promise is true. Pray that promise back to God. And I promise you, you will experience all that he has for you because he can't lie. It's not in his nature. And so if everybody can just stand to your feet. We're, we're going to go into uh, another time of worship. Because I wanna give you the opportunity to worship your God with everything that you have, despite of what you're going through, despite of what your situation may look like. What would this room look like if we all worship the Lord with everything that we have? Nobody's looking to the right or to the left. Nobody's looking at each other, but we're focused on him. What would that look like? And so I challenge you in this moment to rest in him, to worship him, and experience his love. Hey, thank you for listening. We're so glad to have you as a part of our community. If you want to get connected any further, please visit fusionatl.org. You can get plugged into a small group there, and you can also send in a prayer request so that we can pray for you. Once again, thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of Fusion ATL.